All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the two ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. Hot as fuck here. It is, uh, we've, we've hit 90 degrees. We are recording, listeners, on Friday, May 25th. Um, we always tell you that up front lately because uh, if the world comes to an end on Saturday the 26th and we don't talk about it on Monday, you're like, hey, the world came to an end. You'd think that'd be uh, worth talking about, but it happened when after. When the sex robots finally rise and, and, and take arms against us. We don't yes. want you thinking... We have nothing funny to say about it. It's just if it happened over the weekend, we did it on Friday. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. So, so main talk. Uh, we, we've we talked about this. So we've we've hinted at it, and we mentioned it last week. Uh, we're going to talk about the movies, the movie Wind River, and the documentary uh, Wild Wild Country on Netflix. Couple pre discussions, couple things, news stories, things that caught my and, and experiences. Quick to talk about before we get into that. Um, experience, number one experience. I went to Cedar Point Amusement Park, Sandusky, Ohio, roller, cast, roller coaster capital of the world. Nice. I've, I've never been there. How was oh, it? I, just just a blast. I'm not a roller coaster guy. You know, like there are people that that's their thing. And I, I don't care. Like I, I ride them and I think they're fun. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was, it was absolutely worth going. Um, it, Lydia, my wife, uh, she had planned this several months ago so it's just funny that for the past couple weeks we've been talking about the obese woman who got kicked off a ride at harry potter due to safety issues yeah well a couple things quick first of all uh they have seats for the roller coasters in front of the line at cedar point so before you ever get in line you can sit down it's like right next to that uh, you must be this tall to ride this ride thing there's a seat that says hey get in and, and try the seat out to see if you're not tall enough if you're too big I think I think I've seen that before that actually makes a lot of sense because I you know I think now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it in terms of waiting in a line I would be so much madder about waiting through a line and not being able to go on a ride than not being able to go on a ride you know what I'm saying yeah, well, if you and what I was gonna say is, I saw a guy sit in one of those. We were waiting in line for something. I think it was called the dragster. It shoots you up like a hundred and twenty miles an hour, uh, and then shoots you straight up. So it's 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 really fun. But the long and short of it is, we were waiting in line, and see, there's a ride in Adventureland called the dragster. It's where a fella in a in a wig blows you through a hole <laughs> in the in the bathroom stall. You, you don't know that that's a fella. It's a glory hole. It can be anything you want it to be. Your eyes are closed. You don't see what's happening. It's, it's anything Fair enough, you want it man. To be. But according to the bathroom laws that are still in place in Iowa, it's got to be a fella. <laughs> well, either way, I saw a guy go sit in one, and he didn't. He didn't cut muster. He didn't make it. And here's the thing: he laughed about it. He was with his wife and kids, and they all got in line. And he saw the chair, and he went, ah, "I should go sit in that." And he wasn't a huge dude, but he was bigger. And, and and he walked over to it. He sat down, and there was an attendant there that tried to strap him in, and they didn't make it. And he started laughing, and he jumped out of the chair in front of her, and he went, ah, I don't get to ride this one. You know, he, he just made a production of it. So he and one kid waited while the wife and the other kid went on the ride. And that was it. He didn't uh, cry injustice. He didn't, uh, as far as I know, given his attitude, he didn't go home and blog about it. He didn't uh, cry. He made a joke out of it. And then I actually did see a woman make it all the way to the roller coaster, and she got in the roller coaster, and she couldn't get the safety harness to snap, and then an attendant came over, and then a second attendant came over, and nobody could get the safety harness on. 
And they said, we're, we're sorry you can't ride this. And she got up and walked off, and she looked a little sad, but nobody made fun of her. Nobody was laughing like, ha-ha, look at you. Because it is a sensitive issue. I, we, we've made fun of it. Well, I've made fun of it. That's why I think it's good that they have it at the front of the line, because I would be so much more pissed off about waiting in line and then not being able to go on it. Absolutely. Than just not being able to go on it. Yeah, so either way, I was just like, that, that woman... I guess the, the the woman that wrote the blog said she felt shamed, and yeah, the woman that I saw that was removed, it wasn't like you got to get out of here. You, they just they they looked very apologetic. The, it happened right in front of me. They're like, we're sorry, this is a safety issue. We can't. And she understood. She said, yeah, I can't get it to clasp. That's why I called you over. And she got and and people were sort of looking at each other like, oh, geez, I feel bad for her. That empathy and sympathy were the two emotions. Nobody was laughing at her. Like you know, like I said, I've made fun on the podcast the past couple of weeks, but that's. I'm making fun out of anger because the one woman whose choice it was to, you know, raise a stink about it. Is yeah, this was starting to, to turn into fat shaming weekly. Yeah, that was, well, we're uh, not. I'm saying I don't think so. But either way, I, I just want to say that I saw it, and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was sort of sad to see. So, but I saw both sides of it. I saw a guy that laughed about it, and I saw a woman that was, you know, sort of just unhappy with it. But she, she dealt with it. So there you go. Yeah, I like uh, I like Adventureland because they have a lot of beer and and a swim up bar. That stuff is so much better when you get drunk. Oh yeah. All right. So... Because dude, not only are the rides more fun when you're drunk, but it takes away my least favorite thing about the places, and that's waiting in lines. As I just said, waiting in line and not going on a ride be awful. But I mean, waiting in line still kind of sucks for it for like a, a minute and a half ride. But when they have a lot of beer all over the place, you get off a ride, you sit down, you have a beer. And then if you think it's going to be a long line, you get another beer for the line. And then you're just standing there drinking beer with your friends. And that's basically all you do at bars. So it's, 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 a, it's a slow-moving standing bar that has a ride at the end of it. It's amazing. <laughs> well, uh, listeners, I want you to stop listening right now. I'm only talking to Jake. Everybody, uh, stop listening. Jake, if you don't like lines, go on a Monday and Tuesday in May. It was 55 degrees. Sandusky's right on Lake Erie. It was overcast and schools Well, plus it's called Sandusky. People don't want to bring their kids there. What the fuck? (laughs) I didn't even think of that. But the whole point is schools weren't out. It was 55 degrees and overcast and the lines were short. We waited. The only line we waited in was for the brand new roller coaster that had a six hour line opening weekend. Our biggest wait was an hour, and every other line was less than 20 minutes, and several of them, you could get off and turn right back around and get back on. The, the Go to Sandusky, go to Cedar Point in early May when it's still cold and you won't have any lines. Six hours. Where do you piss, man? Uh, well, you know? Cause you... Well, I mean, if, you're, if the park is only open 10 hours, you just spent six hours waiting for one ride. That one freaked me the fuck out. I'm like, I would never wait six hours for a two-minute ride that that's that's bullshit you spent 60 bucks to get in the park so unless i'm literally being blown by two different women on the floor of the car uh it it, throughout that entire two minutes i'm i'm not i'm not waiting six hours for it no yeah that that seemed a bit much that's when i say i'm not a roller coaster guy that's almost an entire like normal nine to five workday shift yeah just standing in line just standing for most of it oh fuck that yeah. It just depresses me thinking about it. All right, a couple other quick things before we get to the, the movies. Um, uh, I guess Donald Trump's uh, Nobel Peace Prize is gone. Um, 
uh, all these few weeks he's been talking about, oh, he's, he's the first president to negotiate with North Korea. He's the first one that's going to have a sit-down. And, uh, whoops, that went bye-bye. And the thing I like about it is how many experts are saying he got played. You- well, I, the thing is, is I'm not... Yeah, you, you know how we were... We were talking about it when it was looking like it was going to happen. And I was saying, I, I'm not going to give him no credit for making it happen, but I'm not going to give him all the credit or most of the credit. I think a right, lot of right. it had to do with sanctions by China. Uh, they're their only ally, and basically without China, they're fucked. So that makes a big deal. Um, just like then, I'm not going to give Trump all the credit for a North Korea deal happening. I'm not going to give him all the blame for Kim Jong-un kind of being a little fucking nutty. Uh, That's kind of not fair either, man. I agree with you. I I would say that I'm not going to give Trump all the credit for fucking it up. I would give a lot to John Bolton and Mike Pence, who were, you know, saying bullshit like they do. And Kim Jong haircut, you know, said, hey, we don't like what Bolton's saying. We don't like what Pence is saying. Or maybe it wasn't Kim Jong, but one of his advisors. Right. Either way, it was like. Oh, yeah. They definitely fucked up with a lot of that rhetoric. Yeah. And I'm not saying that didn't help in some way of of, of pushing them to, to come together with South Korea a little bit. Maybe it did. Maybe not so much. Again, like I said, I think it had more to do with China. But um, I, yeah, he's he's wild and unpredictable, man. North Korea does this all the time. They've never come this close to the table before, where they're actually, uh, I, I mean, shaking hands with the the prime minister of South Korea. That was just mind blowing. But they 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 do that where they they. They've they've been doing it the whole time. They they act like they're gonna play nice, and then they they pull back. They they, they come forward. They they step away. It's 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 a whole game of red light green light with them. So I mean it's 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 not shocking at all. But I think especially once a deal was getting closer to being made, um, in increasing the rhetoric or, or at least not toning it down, uh, was was not a good idea on their part. On our part, on America's on, part. On their part, yeah. I mean like um. Like Pence and those guys. Like Bolton. and Well, to right. me, it's funny you say that uh, they've never gotten this far before with America. And that's, I'm, I'm, this with is With South Korea I, more than anything. Yeah, with South Korea. That was insane. That was amazing. And again, <sighs> props to China and South Korea for helping put that together, uh, for South Korea doing it on their own and China. But to me, what I think is funny is how you say that no American president has gotten this far in the negotiations. I think it's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that even if we talk about junior uh, and and senior and, re- it's because no American president was enough of a sucker. I think Trump believes his own hype, and that's why people are saying he got played. He was like, "Yeah, my tough talk brought uh, Kim to the table. I'm the first president to do this." Whereas North Korea has requested meetings with American presidents since the the, well, right. the war never yeah. ended but they're always putting it out there i remember when they wanted to meet with obama and this was you know people showed Clinton the side went over sides. there after he was president too to get those right, uh to get those them captives back. yep but either way so trump was trying to take all the credit like i'm the only one that they're going to talk to and it's like no they've asked to talk to every president it's just that every other president wasn't stupid enough to get played and look you know stupid like you did with with everything happening so okay a couple more things um uh, did the Starbucks, we've talked about that a lot because of the incident with the two African-American men. Did I sent you a link. Did you read it? The, the Starbucks has a new policy, and it's like they did the dumbest goddamn thing ever. Because those two men got kicked out, now Starbucks has the policy. If you enter their store, you are automatically considered a customer, even if you have no intention of buying anything. So 
this does not affect me because I live in Iowa, but in major cities when there are homeless people taking shits on the floor and uh, shooting up and using the sink as a bathtub, good good, good, good call there, Starbucks. Good call saying that anybody and everybody can just come into your fucking store and do whatever the fuck they want because you're so kind. A yeah, I mean, a I, I see I see why they would want to do that. You know what I mean? Just just for like good PR or whatever. That is its own value. Maybe that is worth some homeless people in there. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, um, they they've essentially just turned that place into McDonald's in New York. McDonald's in New York is a goddamn human cesspool. Most of them. Uh, they're, they're they're gross. You wouldn't want to take your kids there. Some of them are okay. It depends on the location. But yeah, some of them, it's just a bunch of like homeless people and heroin addicts and shit. And and you, you don't even want to go into the bathrooms there. You can use them. They won't turn you away. But you don't want to use them. They're, they're gross. And that's, I mean, Starbucks, like you just said, used to be a cut above that. Starbucks used to be like, you know, uh, just a little, not, you know, they, they were the respectable ones. And... I don't know that it's good PR because I just think it's idiotic. Because if I lived in New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to trot my ass over to a different coffee shop where it's not, you know, I, I, it goes to what we were talking about. I, I will have empathy for the homeless and uh, donate to shelters. And I have in the past. Doesn't mean I want to, you know, go in and find spent needles on the floor because, you know, someone was shooting up because they were considered a customer. Well, and... Uh they, I, I will kind of give them props for it just because they, they at least put some kind of policy in place to keep it from happening again. The, 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 the arrests and the negative PR and all that. Um, whereas before they were like, we're going to take half a day where we talked about how fucked up racism is. It's like, all right, well, it's not, I mean, yeah, I am with the spirit of the whole thing, but what's that really accomplishing? You know what I mean? Whereas they, they sort of did what I was saying they should do and what, what, what I, I'm pretty sure you were saying they should do too, where I was saying, okay, well, make it, make it time of like, this is how long you can be in here while you're waiting or catching your breath or finishing a phone call or, or, or whatever before you order. This is a set amount of time, you know, is, is calling the cops on somebody after two minutes, right? No. After 20 yeah, maybe. So figure out what that time is. Don't just leave it up to the managers. Just like, hey, listen, if they're there, if they're here this long, you can ask them to buy something. And until then, just kind of wait, especially with a place like that that kind of lets you, you know, buy your coffee and sit there for a while anyway. And, you know, you can buy a coffee and sit in there for a very long time, most of these places. You know what I mean? While you're typing on your laptop or whatever. So, um, Outside of it being wrong, because it certainly seemed like it was racial in this instance, um, it's 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 off brand for them. Even if those guys were 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 white, I mean, it, it still wouldn't have been okay what they did, and, and it wouldn't have matched their 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 sort of um, their their sort of atmosphere they have of just kind of come in here and hang out, you know, buy something, but you know, just hang around that that kind of thing. They're they're not about rushing you at that place. It's not. It's 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 not like a like an IHOP or something where you just go in there and sit down and like nah nah we're just gonna hang out a bit or you know you finish your food and then wait for a half an hour like that's it's not really um, it's not something you would do there but but it is in Starbucks and so uh, I was saying they should make a policy of like okay maybe after like I don't know five minutes ten minutes whatever whereas they just they went the other extreme where they were like our policy now is you can. Basically, live in there. Yeah, move in. <laughs> it's like set all up right, a tent. Well, 
That could, and you know, maybe it won't be so bad for him because on the flip side of it, even though McDonald's are basically Mad Max in 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 the before times, um, they still seem to be making money. Mm-hmm. I still buy the occasional hamburger in there if I'm hungry. I, I don't like eat it in there. I don't. I I don't buy a whole meal of McDonald's just because I it gives me heartburn and it's kind of gross. But I'll go in there and get something off the dollar menu just to kind of tie me over for the meantime. And so yeah, I'll still do that it, with it, the crazy homeless people smelling like shit in there. You know. You'll still get the people that go into Starbucks and get their coffee and leave probably, but you know. But that's a the, lot of their business anyway. To be fair. Yeah, but not the college students that would set up shop because if no. it's going. And then I if it's going to be all homeless people hanging out there, then fucking people will just stop going. All right, we're we're let's keep banging them out. This one I just thought was funny. I don't really have much. What to say What if Starbucks about... takes a cut of the heroin that's being sold in there? You know, oh, well, maybe you they go. have a whole behind the scenes kind of deal going. Not a bad idea. So I saw this one. I, I didn't it even said buy it. that they uh, they they settled with those guys for an undisclosed amount. Maybe no, part was, of the undisclosed amount was part of the heroin that will be sold in Starbucks uh, as a result of this new policy. No, they settled for those guys for one dollar. No, that um, was the city of. Philadelphia that settled for a dollar. Starbucks settled for an undisclosed amount. So a one-fingered Japanese climber died on his eighth attempt to uh, scale Mount Everest. I, I, I really don't know what to say, but if you lost nine of your fingers due to frostbite trying to climb Mount Everest... I, I, that's, I don't really know that I believe in God, but that's God saying, all right, dude, I took nine of your goddamn fingers due to frostbite. Um, yeah, this time I'm just going to kill you. I think he's fucking badass, man. I like climbing big ass mountains and shit. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm all about. I, I like that. I like people risking their lives to do uh, stupid and amazing things. You know, it, 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 it inspires me. And I, I well, mean, not, not inspire me to personally do anything. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> old for that kind of shit now. But yeah, I used to love climbing mountains, man. I, I never did anything that I, I never really went like mountain climbing, mountain climbing with the gear and the little chisel things and the the giant spiked cleats and all. That. Like I, I never did that, but I think I think it definitely takes heart to keep going, even though you only got one finger and well, you basically got a finger fuck your way up the mountain, man. Maybe I'm a pussy, but I lose one finger to frostbite climbing, trying to climb a mountain. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm never trying to climb that again. That fucker went back eight times, lost all his fingers, and then his life. Uh, oh, and I yeah. I just think it's, I mean, come on. I would only climb silly. small ones in the summertime. That's that's when I would go climbing. <laughs> and finally. Fact, dude, dude, frostbite on the tip of my earlobe. And I'm like, nah, I'm done. Fuck that. <laughs> exactly. I, dude, there was times in Afghanistan where I even thought I had frostbite, and it was fucking horrible. I, exactly. I mean, I just don't get it. I, I saw that headline, and I'm like, yeah, it's persistence, but at some point, persistence becomes stupidity. All right. Remember a couple months ago when we did the story, I talked about the guy that uh, got drunk on an airplane and they had to turn the airplane around and they decided oh, yeah. to fucking charge him for that? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't be happier. The teenager that threw firecrackers into and started the Eagle Creek fire in Oregon uh, just got charged $37 million dollars. Uh, to pay for all the uh, damage and fire rescue and manpower. Wait, that's a bit to... fucking much, though, well, right? Well, yes and no. He doesn't have to pay $37 million. He has to make uh, regular payments for 10 years, and at 10 years, whatever he's paid off, he's done. So, you know, they're, they're not planning to get $37 million out of him. But I think it makes for good headlines, like, 
accidents happen, but this wasn't an accident. This was someone being fucking stupid, and it started a fire, and it's like, ah, you, you don't get off easy. You, you, you fucking brought out all these fucking uh, firemen, and, and you, the houses were damaged. You're going to fucking pay for it. And, okay, and yeah, I missed, I I missed that part. So he makes payments for 10 years, and then... Whatever he's paid off, he's paid off. Well, then it's not thirty-seven million. No, it's, it's whatever not. fucking payments it is. Well, like, that, that's but if ridiculous. he misses that's a like payment, to... it keeps going. That's the thing. If he fucks off, then they add, you know, like, oh, well, you missed a payment, so fuck you. We're gonna extend it. I well, mean, then, that's sort of like the punishment because that's how much it is. Uh, I, like I said, thirty-seven million is, is there. It's it just makes for a nice headline. It scares All people right, so into how about not being this? assholes. I pay thirty-seven million dollars, and by doing that, I pay a hundred dollars a month for a year, and then I'm done, and that'll be my thirty-seven million dollars. Like that's crazy, man. That's not thirty-seven million. No, it's not. But I I get the I get both sides of it. I get that it's not thirty-seven million, but I get the ten-year punishment. Uh, the reminder of you were stupid, and we have a big headline that that scares people into not being stupid. Like, ooh, I was gonna go do something like an asshole, but I could. I be see on the it hook to a point, but then again, this is a fifteen-year-old boy fucking off. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of that's why the hell you have uh, uh, juvenile records that that basically go away when you're eighteen, unless unless you did some like serious like murder or something. This is this is not up there with murder or aggravated assault or rape or something like that. This is a it's a fifteen year old kid fucking around with firecrackers, man. Yeah, I, I know it caused some bad shit to money. happen. Well, yeah, it cost him a lot of money. That's why you send the kid to juvie. And when he's fucking eighteen, I, I'm not even saying necessarily. See, I keep disagree. Him in, in I don't know that he should go to juvie. All he was was stupid. You pay for stupidity. You send him to juvie. That could fuck him up. This is just it a stupid can fuck kid. him up. But he also look. I mean, that's but it also goes away when he's eighteen. This is this is payments that could fuck him up into until he's like you know what I mean twenty five he he's supposed to be trying to build a life at that point. Yeah, I don't know. I I think this is better than juvie because because it shows a payment. I, I it's it's all I mean, the taxpayers and I'm a taxpayer and you're a taxpayer and you know I pay property taxes that goes to schools I know but I'm just saying that when when resources have to go to someone for being stupid I'm glad when that stupid person gets charged for it. Well, I I'm not saying let him off scot free. I'm just saying I I I don't think being 15 years old and fucking around with firecrackers should follow you follow you until you're 25. Now if if somebody gets like seriously hurt when it happens, that's different. That well, becomes like a manslaughter this was issue. A fire that that caused millions and millions of dollars of damage. That's the whole point. Like I was right. stupid it, at 15 and did stupid things, but it was control. Like if we had firecrackers, we we did them in the middle of the street on concrete. We didn't take them to a, you know, brushy area that was dry and just start shooting them off. I mean, I was stupid, but I wasn't fucking stupid stupid. I was very stupid. But, you know, you, you kept your sense about you a little bit. As like me and my idiot friends, whenever we'd get drunk, we'd leave one designated driver because we didn't want to get a ticket. <laughs> and that's the funny fuck, fuck, Dude, fucked up part. Dude, if you would have handed 15-year-old get... me a bunch of firecrackers next to that same park, it would have got burned twice as bad. I'm telling you. <laughs> It's I don't I don't think you should pay for this for a decade, man. Juvie, sure, have him pay for it now. But this this whole th- I I didn't we we have a tendency in this country um, to to not let people get past their fucking crimes and and become regular citizens again. Well, he and, does. And in 10 we, years. we we make shit hold on to him for too long. That's why the hell we have more of our our population locked up in this country than any other fucking country is because we won't let people move on. You once, just said you wanted to lock him up and put him in juvie. I'm he's I'm saying he gets to go free. Yeah, he just has yeah to make but I'm payments. saying he's, dude, like he's done Columbia at 18. Club. 
This ain't even going to be on his record after he's 18 in my world. Oh, this won't be on his after he's, uh, well, however fucking old he yes, is. Yes, it will. He should, he should be trying to get jobs right now. He should be trying to, or not right now, but you know what I mean? Like, he will when, he's, when he's 18. That's, he's not in jail. He's not locked he, up. He's, he's not just, in jail, but it's on his record. He's still paying it off, you know? Yeah. Then that means it's still going to be on his record. It's, it's after he's 18. I don't think this should keep him in, from getting into colleges. I don't think it should keep him from getting a job at a firm once he's done. I don't know that it will. Like you said, he was found guilty of... Being a fuck up, not murder. Right, but if it's if he's still paying it, that means it's still on his record somehow after he's eighteen, and that's the kind of shit that keeps you from getting good jobs, man. I think you're wrong because his record, like I just said, his record will show like, oh, you were guilty of being stupid. It, it's not like his record says, oh, you were a murderer or you, a uh, drunk driver, killed four people in an accident, so it wasn't manslaughter. Your record shows you were guilty of being stupid. Welcome to our firm. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? <laughs> welcome, welcome to fucking, well, well, welcome to, to to Cohen and Smith Law Firm. Stupid, <laughs> you know. That's why you can't have shit like that hey, on on the law firm. Michael that's Cohen what fucks people up when they get out of prison trying to get jobs. Michael Cohen became a lawyer. He's pretty stupid. He is pretty stupid, and that's why I would argue he's stupider than this kid, and he doesn't have to pay thirty four million dollars. Well, he he's got to pay Stormy Daniels. That's it. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, I said it was going to be the main part of our talk, but we were fucking around my, so much. My girlfriend's coming in, you're going to hear a little bit of noise, yeah, man. I hear all hey, the barking. Hey, no more barking. No barking. No barking. Hey. Yes, I, I have a mini schnauzer, and it's one of the most barking dogs in the world. Hey, baby. Except it doesn't bark when family oh, you got wine comes and home. Stuff. It like when, when I or my mom or, or his mom. Sorry, what's or, up, man? I said, we have the barkiest dog in the world here, but when mom or dad or brother and sister come home, he doesn't bark. He's like, oh, yeah. it's you. And he just sits and wags his nub and cries until you scratch his ears. Oh, no, they, dude, they bark their asses off when we come in. They, they want, and plus, like, we still got to take them for a, uh, for, for a W. Uh, I, I can't, oh, say, can't W-A-L-K say W-A-L-K because yeah. that, they'll go, they'll go ape shit. So I got to. I gotta say it like um, like you would say a curse word or an ethnic slur around a ten year old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Well, let's finish this up. Uh, we said it would be the main part, but we I've enjoyed fucking around talking about all the auxiliary topics. Yeah, these have been good, man. But uh, we, we were the main topic is supposed to be let's let's Wind River. Let's just bang that out because I don't. When I said we should talk about Wind River, I don't really know what I want to say about it because yeah, I, I don't like way. giving away things on good movies. I just want to tell the yeah. listeners it's 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 Hawkeye, it's the Scarlet Witch, it's they're on uh, a reservation, uh, a Native American reservation in Wyoming. Uh, a death takes place, and from there it's just phenomenal. I don't want to give, I don't want to talk about what happens. I realized that when I said that we should, we sh- it should be the topic. I just want to recommend it and leave it at that. Yeah, I, I think that's a good one, too. And I, I will just say, this is why you don't trust people who who move to a place that's 6,000 miles from anything, all right? They're, they're, they're running from something. That's a, that's a deep, dark kind of individual that does something like well, that. Well, and that's, that's uh, like the movie Insomnia with uh, Robin uh-huh. Williams and Al Pacino. There's one line in there like, there are two types of people in Alaska, natives and people that uh, moved here to get away from something. Yeah. So... All right, so Wild Wild Country. Let's talk about that instead. Go see Wind River. That's all that we're going to say about it. It's just, it's just a phenomenal movie, and we're not going to do movie reviews other than to say go see it. We're not going to. But Wild Wild Country is a documentary on a cult that 
opened up shop in Oregon. It was a, a cult from India, and the Bagram, Bahra Maharishi, whoever he was, um, I think he was being hounded or asked to leave, or he wanted to leave India. But they, they opened up shop in this small, tiny town uh, in Oregon, or next to it. And, Jake, do you want to give the background? I've done a lot of talking. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, they they open up the, the cult in Oregon. And it's it's sort of one of those yoga-type cults. But, but there's more to it than that, even at first. You know, they're all wearing the same colored clothes. And at, and so at let me first, they, very they, quickly, which I thought was funny because, yeah, as a cult, they is a very weird, like Scientology money cult. They were all about money. They, they yeah. the the leader was. It wasn't about peace and free. So they set up uh, housing. They had they the look of the stores. other stuff, but then he also had like Rolls Royces. He had right. like crazy yoga clothes and the long beard and everything, looking like an Indian Jesus. And then he's like, but I. I got roll, roll, but I like material races. things. But I like. Yeah. But the, funny when you go with the the cult and the yogis and the robes. I thought it was funny that they 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 actively showed footage of cultists in one of the cult stores shopping for robes, and it's literally every robe is the same color and looks the same. It's just like marginally different sizes. But you know, like, ooh, do I want yeah. the pink or the pink? Or the pink. I just thought that was hilarious. That was yeah, a and they, store. they had, yeah, they had like a full-on the department store. It's like, well, if we all have to basically wear the same thing, can't you just send it to us in the mail? No, they got it on mannequins. They have right. like billboards. <laughs> Buy red shit. Yeah, exactly. red shit. <laughs> you look good in red. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we all look good in red. We're, that's all we wear. That's all we're allowed to wear. So the cult set, sets up shop next what to the small town. I, here's one thing they didn't say. Here's one thing they didn't say throughout that whole documentary. What happens if you walk down the street wearing blue? Is it like wearing <laughs> crip colors in a blood neighborhood? You know what I mean? Do you just do they just drive a lowrider up to you and just like, yo, motherfucker, we wear red around here. Bang. And then they just drive off like that. They That never came up. Well, when you're in a cult, I don't think you change clothes. That you don't you don't think outside the box. That's why you're in a cult. Um, Fair so enough. it's six episodes long, and one thing I found really interesting. <laughs> I would love if there was one guy at the meeting that kept doing it. You know what I mean? If if they're sitting around going, "All right, well, this is this is what the uh, this is what the heavenly Father wants us to do," and we talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Hey, just a suggestion. I think these pants would look really good in beige. You know what I'm saying? We should keep the red top, but like with some beige to match it. I think it would even it out. And he just keeps throwing throwing suggestions for other color clothing. Other clothing. Um. So the thing I thought six episodes long, and what I liked was it bounced back and forth between who was the bigger asshole. Like yeah. when the cult yeah. shows up. You get the sense that the, the 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 Americans that are like, well, who are these fucking people? You know, even though it's Oregon, I'm giving a Southern accent. But the whole point is they come off kind of dickish. But then the cult treats it as, oh, you pulled a knife, I'll pull a gun. So they take their asshole level from like one to ten. Yeah. And then the, so it, it, you never really find out who like because who the, started it. Yeah, because a lot right. of the townspeople that they interviewed were like, well, we were cool with them at first. Um, it wasn't until that crazy lady showed up that kind of took everything over that we had a problem with it. And they were doing weird shit. Like, they would just walk around filming people on the street. And it's like, who, who the fuck are you, man? Why are you filming me? You know? Well, and the other thing that, that set off the townspeople was when they showed up, they're like, ah, I don't know who these people are. But then that documentary came out that showed them, quote, meditating and everybody was getting naked and, like, 
they weren't fucking. But and they that were just, shit like, was pretty wrestling. fucking freaky too. It I'm was. a I'm an open minded guy, but yeah, that 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 whole like the 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 weird screaming um, yeah the, it, it, it looked out it looked like um lsd rape porn i yes. that's the only way to describe what the fuck was going on there man and then they said i'm not sure if we like these people and then the cultists said hey if you don't like us fuck you we're gonna arm ourselves and yeah. what i thought was really fascinating was i mean this is one of those if this were a movie nobody would believe it they're like oh, oh that yeah. would never happen yeah. i think because... that one of the townspeople even started off saying that is is he was like if you put this all into a movie um the, the audience would would never believe this was real because what the the cult did was very smart they started running for office and then voting themselves in because they were a big cult and the town was so small but then the thing that fucked me up was like the part where it becomes unbelievable is this cult had so much money that they just started setting charter buses out to big cities and busing in homeless people because they were trying to grow so big that they were going to sway the vote for the entire county. They had already swayed the vote in the small town by registering to vote and the cult outnumbered the townspeople and they were bringing in homeless people to sway the vote for an entire county. And to me, that's fucking insane see that's where that's where the ceo of starbucks stopped watching this documentary is he was like i can't see any way that'll go wrong man they just they filled the whole camp with homeless people and then they won the election and it was a goddamn utopia i assume i assume that none of the homeless were are are, are mentally ill violent people They, they probably just got fucked over by the man let them come in. Give them free coffee. Why not? Let them let them poop in the poop on the floor in the bathroom. I don't want to like like with Wind River. I don't want to go into too much what happened because people should watch it and determine on their own. Yeah, but what I want. Yeah, talk I really did want to say something about the end, but I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for the listeners. I do. Now. I do want to ruin the ending because I find it interesting. But let's get to the ending. What I found was fascinating. Was so in this documentary they find cultists. The one guy who hasn't given it up. This took place in the early 80s. I believe it was the early 80s. Was it early or mid-80s? Doesn't matter. Yeah. The 80s. And he gets worked up by the end of the entire... He's, he's, he's tearing up and talking about how unfair it was. Like, dude, you are 30 years removed from this cult bullshit, and you're still buying into it. Like, Well, but that's was, the thing, is is that guy sold more books now than he did back then. The Ocho, I guess he's huge. They They went into that. He's got temples all around the world, even now, man. The, like it the, got bigger after he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's still going today, but I just that's that's the part how it ended with it's still go- like I thought that this one guy that they interviewed repeatedly, one of the main characters, was holding on to the past. And then you get to the end and you realize, oh, he's still a fucking cultist. Like he he remained in the cult all these years later. That to me was bizarre. And then you have the woman that tried to murder the the doctor and she got out. She went to prison and then like, oh shit, I was in a cult. Like she seems to have come to terms with it and moved on with her life. It was kind of unclear on that. Did it say how long she got locked up for? Um, I think the secretary Indian woman got four years and I'm not sure how much okay. the white woman American cultist got. Oh yeah. Cause a couple, yeah, a couple of them got locked up with her. Yeah. Well, see, that was the thing too, man. Like to be fair to, um, that the Ocho guy, like the main guy and all, all of these little, you know, communes that, that, that they still have around the world today and that, that buy these books or whatever, it did seem like, and, and, and granted, you know, I just watched this documentary. I didn't get to see the other side's documentary that was six episodes long, you know, but... <laughs> From the it, cult's point of view. 
Right. And well, this this in a way sort of was it. But the way they made it seem like is it wasn't so much that guy doing this stuff or most of the people in the cult. It seemed like it was coming from this lady who had most of the control of the cult. The secretary, yes. Uh, yes. I can't think of her name. It begins with S. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't remember. Um, yeah, we but, watched it a couple weeks ago, so it's been a little time. Yeah, but that, that's the thing, is for one thing, it was very vague about why she left him. And and it didn't really go in. They, it, like It's just interviewing, and she just gives some stupid thing like, I was with him for so long, and it was time that my path went another way. I was sad to leave, but then I went. And it's like, oh, well, that's kind of abrupt, isn't it? <laughs> and then yeah. he wanted to kill her, basically. And I'm like, what, what, the, whoa, what the fuck? And he basically blamed her for everything that went wrong, which it kind of seemed like what was going on, because he wasn't, before that, he wasn't even talking to the other people. He was, for the most part, just talking to her. He would go up, or she would go up to where he lived, and he lived basically secluded, and she would talk to him for an hour a night. She would go back and tell her little inner circle people that night what he had said, and then they would sort of run everything during the day, which sort of makes sense in a way because it's such a big organization, and there's a lot of money involved, and there's you know it's its own like economy in town basically, you know. And then even then they had other towns throughout the world eventually, and so. If his whole thing is being a yoga spiritual guy and and just saying shit like, um, when one opens his palm to the world, he allows the butterfly that he keeps trapped inside his palm to flap free. It, it, he can't be thinking about that and then also going, holy fuck, our stocks are down by six points. How are we going to fix this? You know what I mean? Like those two things. It's not really... No, he needs to be in the lotus pose and writing the books about flowing down the river of life like a butterfly and a leaf and blah, 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 and all that shit, you know? So you kind of have to give the other part where it's like, oh, we need to make the finances work to somebody else. And eventually those two jobs get so separate that he is up sitting on his clouds talking about leaves and, and flowers and insects and stuff. And she's all like, listen, uh, I know we're doing the Lord's work, but if we want to keep the Lord's work going, we're going to have to start selling crystal meth and rob a bank. Just, you know, it's still it's still f positive energy, but we got we to gotta make bad shit happen, you know, for the greater good. That's what kind of fucked me up uh, about her ending, because throughout the entire thing, as she is interviewed... She comes just off as batshit crazy and evil. And then at the very end, she's taking care of, uh, was it mentally handicapped people or just bedridden people, the elderly? Like, she's working in a hospice and is taking care of people in the most kind and loving way. And it's like this complete 180. The entire time she's talking about the cult, she's like, yeah, you cross me, I will fucking kill you. We were a great cult. Fuck you. Like, she's challenging the interviewer. Well, she's also a woman in, like, her fucking 60s now, man. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, a younger lady that was... Well, I'm uh, saying even in her 60s, when she is talking about the past, she is very hard. She oh, has yeah. hard yeah, eyes. Yeah. But then the thing ends with her, you know, laughing and putting these, these sick people to bed and feeding them. And it's like... Did not see that coming. 
did well, not Al see Capone her, used to it? give out turkeys on Christmas too. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. My she's like thing. she's like an old lady Indian Al Capone. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite thing was the ending, uh, which we're going to give away because the cult obviously disbands in America. Oh, real quick though, exported. I I I bet she doesn't Export volunteer there. I'll bet she was like, I don't want to be around these fucking people for longer than I have to. I'm just going to pay this hospice a couple hundred bucks to let me come in here with cameras making it look like I work here. <laughs> That's what I think happened. That's a good cover. I like that. So uh, the cult shuts down in Oregon. The the, the Maharishi is deported back to India where he becomes a cult hero and the cult is still going to this day all these years later. Um, I loved that one of the townspeople uh, even said it. He was a larger guy with a mustache and he laughed as he said it. So how this whole thing ends is after the cult leaves, um, a multimillionaire from Montana buys the land and opens up a Jesus camp and the townsperson says, so it's 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 kind of like a cult just sort of stayed there and he laughs because it is it's like the townspeople are all happy like oh yeah this is you know yeah. now we have Jesus here it's the same fucking thing it's just a different cult you fucking idiots one worshipped the guy with the well they both worship a guy with a beard one worshipped an Indian guy that said Om and the other worshipped it's it, no fucking difference it's just funny how the the townspeople <laughs> think it's different it's pretty goddamn different because. The well, Jesus camp, camp and there's no doesn't have LSD 900 AK-47s and 2 yes. million rounds of ammunition. That's kind of a big difference. True, true, true. But just the, the, the core of it is it all gets back to my God is better than your God. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all silly, but it, to me, I don't really care what what a, a a a religious group believes in like it's it's all fucking ridiculous you know and none of it can be provable by science to me the what what differentiates you from another religious group is how you act your don't care how right. much crazier your beliefs are um even if their beliefs are like listen uh, we just think that all the stuff in the bible is a metaphor and you know you die it's kind of like before you're born. It's just metaphors on how to live your life well, and that's how what we're trying to do. Also, we film everybody in town. We uh, ship in the homeless to win elections. We all dress the same, <laughs> and we have millions of rounds of ammunition. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, but the Mormons worship unicorn Jesus or whatever, but they're not doing that, then they're less crazy. I'm sorry. They get They get the star for less crazy. I I will not argue that with you. I yeah okay. I I was just saying that yeah. All beliefs are silly, but you are right. It's actions uh, paralleled with beliefs. All right. So uh, watch Wild Wild Country. We recommend it. And uh, Wind River, fantastic. They're both on Netflix. And uh, I think that's all we're gonna do for you today. So Jake, good talking to you, my friend. Good talking to you, man. JakeVevra.com, NathanTimmel.com, and uh, say nice things about us and tell your friends to listen to us and um, leave good reviews for us. Thanks for listening. Later. <laughs>